0: picking up today again in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 10, and we're at the point where Samuel the prophet has just anointed and set apart by God's direction Saul, a man who is taller than anybody else. He's a head taller than the other Israelites, a handsome man, the Bible says, and a gifted man that God has called to be the first king of Israel. And now God, through Samuel, says to Saul, go down to ahead of me to Gilgal, and Samuel says, I will come down to you to sacrifice burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, but you must wait seven days until I come to you and tell you what you are to do. And as Saul turned to leave Samuel, God changed Saul's heart, and all these signs were fulfilled that day. God changed Saul's heart. God gave him the power and the strength and the wisdom to be the king of Israel, he wasn't a dumb guy. He was smart. He he was a handsome guy. He was a big guy. He was a man's man. He was the kind of guy that men and women would be attracted to, that would want to be their him to be their leader. But nonetheless, that was not enough. That was not enough to be used by God. Certainly, he might initially attract people to himself because of his good looks and his phys- physique, but he needed to be spiritually tuned with God, and now God changed his heart. God gave him a desire to please him. God worked in him. Now, of course, I don't believe God would have worked in him in his heart unless Saul was open to that. All indications are that Saul was very humble. He said, I'm undeserving of this. I'm from the smallest tribe in all of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, and we're about the smallest group of that tribe. We're not, we're not significant people. We don't have prestigious positions, but God chose him because God wanted to use him, and God knew that he could be used. Now, later on, he totally failed, but that was his doing, not God's. He, God knew he was the man who could succeed, but I'm sure God also knew that he wouldn't succeed because later on he did not have that obedient spirit and that humble attitude. <clears throat> now, let's go on, verse 10. Of chapter 10, when he and his servants arrived at Gibeah, a procession of prophets met him. The Spirit of God came powerfully upon him, and he joined in their prophesying. Now, I don't know all that that means when it says they were prophesying. Now, uh, prof- the, the idea of prophesying has the idea of preaching in it, it has the idea of prediction in it. And maybe they were predicting future events, maybe they were preaching the word, but they were obviously to everybody there, they were filled with God's spirit, and they were particularly empowered. The scripture goes on to say, when all these who had formerly known Saul saw him prophesying with the prophets, they asked each other, what is this that has happened to the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? A man who lived there answered and said, Who is their father? So he began a saying, Is Saul among the prophets? After Saul stopped prophesying, he went to the high place. This is exactly what Samuel told Saul that was going to happen. He was going to meet these prophets, and he was going to prophesy with them, and that's what had happened. And now Saul's uncle asked him and his servant, Where have you been? Looking for the donkeys, he said, But when we saw they were not to be found, we went to Samuel. Saul's uncle said, tell me what Samuel said to you. He assured us, said Saul, that the donkeys had been found. But he did not tell his uncle what Samuel had said about the kingship. Saul was still reluctant. He didn't want to push himself. And this is an admirable character trait, to not push ourselves too much beyond what God wants us to. and We have to step out. And, and take stands, and we have to step out and lead and things like that. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about, you know, trying to, in in ways that are arrogant and selfish, pushing ourselves. And Saul didn't want to do that, and he didn't do that. But notice what happened next, verse 14, or verse 17. Samuel summoned the people of Israel to the Lord at Mizpah, and said to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you out of Egypt and I've delivered you from the power of Egypt and all the kingdom that oppressed you. But you have now rejected your God who saves you out of all your disasters and calamities, and you have said, No, appoint a king over us. So now present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and clans. And when Samuel had all Israel come before for him by tribes, the tribe of Benjamin was taken by Lot. Then he brought forth the tribe of Benjamin clan by clan, and Matre's tribe was taken. Finally, Saul, son of Kish, was taken. And when they looked for Saul, now, what they're doing, they're going through the different tribes because God has chosen a leader for them. That's what they're doing. And God has, has picked them out. Now, Samuel already knows who it is, but the people don't. And so I'm sure as it's going through, as certain tribes are called, and, and clans out of that tribe are called and families out of those clans are called that people are saying, I wonder if it's so-and-so, I wonder if it's so-and-so, or somebody, maybe I'm the king, who's going to be the new king? And so finally, the lot fell on Saul, and the Lord said, yes. And so they inquired further, where, he, where is he? Uh, has he not gotten here yet? And the Lord said, yes, he has hidden himself among the supplies. They ran and brought him out. As he stood among the people, he was a head taller than any of the others. Isn't it interesting that Saul knew that he was going to be recognized that day as the new king? What was he doing? He was hiding. He was bashful. He was timid. He was hesitant. He felt he was undeserving and unworthy and unready to take on such a task. It was It was a good sign it was a good it was a good thing that the people recognized this man was not arrogant and he was not full of himself <clears throat> and so finally they found him and they got him out and and samuel said do you see the man the lord has chosen there is no one like him among all the people and the people saw he was a head taller than everybody else like we've mentioned before and samuel explained to the people the rights and duties of kingship he wrote them down on a scroll and deposited it before the Lord. Then Samuel dismissed the people to go to their homes. Saul, Saul also went to his home in Gibeah, accompanied by valiant men whose hearts the Lord had touched. But some scoundrels said, How can this fellow save us? They despised him and brought him no gifts. But Saul kept silent. Once again, we see the heart of Saul in all of this. He, he's, he's declared king. Samuel writes down all the power of the king and the things he can do. And then he has some men God's touched that were with him. And he went back to his home, but there were some who didn't want him as king. There's always some people that don't, don't want God's will to be done. They don't want God's purpose to be fulfilled. But <clears throat> Saul didn't say anything. He didn't fight these people. He just left it in the Lord's hands. So today, just trust God. There are people who are hurting you after you trust him to work in it and depend on him. God bless you. Have a great day.